Hey, you know what really sucks, Jake? What sucks? I'm going to go out on the limb here and, and say what really sucks. What? Cancer sucks. Yeah. A lot. Right? Yeah, that's a hot take, Joe. I don't know. No, nothing about it is good. And the one of the worst parts about it, actually, are treatment. Right? Yeah, that, I've the heard cancer, that does suck. The cancer treatment part really sucks. You know what's a great idea to do for, for people who are suffering through cancer and having cancer treatments? What's that? Is to provide services to them. Yeah. You know? That sounds like the right thing to do. Things that are comfortable, things that are, are nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what Jen Fackler's doing on September 6th of this year. Okay. She is going over the edge for victory. Oh, that's right. Jen for does the- crazy things to help people out. You see, the Victory Center provides humanitarian services to people who are, are going through cancer treatment. And Jen is raising funds for the Victory Center. And you can support Jen right now by going to O-T-E, the number four, victory.org slash Jen, J-E-N, dash Fackler, F-A-C-K-L-E-R. So you go to that website, Oscar Tango Echo, the number four, victory.org slash Jen dash Fackler. And you can make a donation to Jen and all your proceeds go directly to helping people who have cancer. Joe hates a lot of things. Joe hates toddlers and tiaras. Never before have I wanted to strangle so many people after watching so little TV. Joe hates raisins. I hate raisins so much that I'd rather have ants on a log with actual ants. Joe hates being tailgated. I want a bumper sticker that reads, free golf balls for tailgaters. I want that and a thousand golf balls. And Joe hates when people say, Satan, as they pass him on the street. This happens more than I think it should. Hello, and welcome to Things Joe Hates. My name is Joe, and with me is my producer, Jake. Hello, Joe. And my lovely wife, Lisa, from upstairs. Hey, Joe. How are you, babe? I'm great. Good. Well, on today's episode, we're talking about uh, something I have had to deal with recently, and I'm talking about doctors and pharmacies. Ah, this is... things uh, I hate about doctors and pharmacies. This is a... I I imagine you could track your age <laughs> by seeing the density of medical related podcasts right over the course of the lifetime of the show that's probably correct so the first thing i hate is when a doctor asks you a question that isn't germane to your health okay okay and a primary example of this is when my doctor asked me do you wear your seatbelt when you ride in your car or drive your car hmm. now i said why are you asking me that? That's not that's not a, a healthcare question. That's a risk assessment question. I understand that riding around without a seatbelt on is much more risky than wearing a seatbelt. And I wear my seatbelt, mm-hmm. but that's not a healthcare question. Uh, well, what you're going to what are you trying to do? Well, we don't want you to get hurt. Okay. Well, I I don't know though because do they ask you if you smoke? They do ask me if I smoke. Okay. So why would they ask you if you smoke or not? Because that can lead to something that is a healthcare problem. Right. That's a health problem. If you don't wear your seatbelt and you get into a car accident, you have a much higher risk of uh, of injury and death. In which case, you don't have any healthcare problems. Uh, I still count that as a healthcare problem. <laughs> I don't count that even as if a they, okay. Problem. Even if you don't die, the thing is, your injuries are likely to be much worse. Correct. No, absolutely. You should always so, wear your seatbelt. I'm failing to see this distinction between worse injuries and lung cancer, and then the subsequent uh, question stepping back from that and going, well, do you smoke and do you drive around without a seatbelt? See, 
one of them is medical. One of them has direct impact on your me- on your that medical almost every condition. time. Almost every time, right? If you smoke, chances are you're going to die from right. uh, lung cancer. Right. Do you eat Cheetos? Uh, no, I really the, the, the questions that they ask seem to me that meaningless sometimes. I don't yeah. understand why. Listen, I'm paying you to take care of my health issues. If eating Cheetos is a problem, then we know you shouldn't only eat Cheetos for a meal. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't think they need to know if that, I wear my seatbelt. I think that's an insurance question. if I actually sit down to a heaping <laughs> bowl of Cheetos every night for dinner. Yeah, because that's no. never happened before. I mean, I'll find <laughs> myself once I'll find myself once I'm already Not eating recently. Cheetos to be like I can't stop. <laughs> but you don't see me going to the grocery store and buying Cheetos every day. I have to tell right? you, Jake, that, that you want to know a sure way that you can get around eating Cheetos when you want, though? And, and, and you know those little individual bags that I buy? The box of bags? Oh, yeah. That's how you eat chips. You, because you, you force get yourself to eat smaller sizes. Right. Because you open a bag of chips, you are finishing that bag of chips. That's right. a fact. I bought a bag of pretzels yesterday for a snack. Yeah. Yeah, they're almost gone because <laughs> you, you finished them. No, the, the what they're was the, it? The the crumbs. What do they call that? The, the, the sourdough pretzel the, bites. They took what fell and they said, "Hey, Joey D's, let me <laughs> scrape those up off the floor and put those right in this bag." Put some honey mustard yeah. and onion flavoring so on they, top of them. Those are the flavored ones. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. those are the best. They're delicious. Lisa, what are you talking about? I don't. I'm not complaining. I finished. Those You're are right. delicious. I, I'm sitting here saying Man. they crunch them up. They don't crunch them no, up. No, they're, they're just the ones that fell and they're monetizing their crumbs. Best snack. That's and you smart. bought them. Best snack, though, those and combos. <gasps> I agree. Like, you remember when you know, we flew to Chicago? That's every time I fly, Jake. That yeah. is exactly combos what I buy. Or I go the... to that little magazine place that says, yeah. Hudson where's News. your... There's Snyder of Hanover pretzels is what they are. Yes, oh. exactly. They're delicious. And the I cheddar cheese those. ones are the best with cheddar the pretzel. Cheddar cheese... The honey mustard and onion and buffalo wing, the buffalo stuff. Oh my god! They're and so Lisa's and talking about combos, tea. and you're oh, talking about the, well, I'm talking the pretzel about the pretzels, bites. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about. Oh, it's combos. so good. <laughs> well, pretzel, the uh, pizza ones, the pe- pepperoni world, pizza ones, my and favorite. That and and what else do I get on the plane that I don't normally get? I get I get hot tea. And, I, I would um, like to know how we got from doctors ale. asking you questions to eating <laughs> what we eat on diet, a plane. <laughs> health. That's only a step away. Geez, you're absolutely right. How did we get there? I don't know. We'll have to listen to the show and find out. We'll have to go back and do a post-mortem on this. Yeah. But I, no, I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate... I, I understand you're a healthcare professional, but you know what? You're my general practitioner. You're not a trauma doctor. Here's my blood yeah. work. Figure it out and tell right. me what other vitamins I need to take to make this better. Right. Yeah, you know, you're not my insurer. Right. I'm working I'm working on I mean, my health. If you have a question about something I'm doing health-wise, if you ask me about my diet, I can understand. Yeah, four cans of I cheese have, whiz is not something I like to I do. I have never eaten four cans <laughs> of yeah, cheese Yeah, where's that whiz? coming from? Well, here, oh. okay. So, so um, I do think I, I see where you're coming from with the seatbelt thing, though. So, right. with smoking, it's one conditional. Right. With seatbelts, it's two conditionals. It's the do you drive without a seatbelt, and then you also have to get into an accident. Right. As opposed to, you know, so you you have to figure you have to you can't just take the chance of you don't have a seatbelt. It's the chance you don't have a seatbelt and you get into an accident. Correct. So that and condition Correct. there reduces the probability much less than the than a threshold even close to the percentage of people that get cancer right. after being right. a smoker. Absolutely. Honestly, what I think they should ask you is how do you feel. The blood work says you're fine. Do you feel fine? Okay. 
Huh? Well, I don't know. I I don't know. I think there's some way. The scale says you tough... need to lose about fifty pounds, Joe. Well, <laughs> yeah. So like every time, some people don't. People aren't doctors. They don't un- completely understand their bodies in the way that doctors might. Right, at least understand the ins and outs of how they work. They can right. tell whether or not they feel good, but a doctor can tell them your arteries are clogging. If you don't go to do something about this now, you will die in a year. Right, that's where a doctor can help you. Right, right. I mean, you can be like, I just have been feeling like garbage recently, or, or I haven't. So I don't know. I think they should still ask questions, but I agree that they shouldn't be asking whether or not you ride around with a seatbelt on. Yeah. Also, what are you going to do if you say, "I'm not telling you that"? Right. You can't. Can't yeah, that's not a health question. That. I don't want you tainting my record with that answer. <laughs> tainting your record. <laughs> I, I won't have you slander my name as such, my good sir. Sir. <laughs> Here's another thing I hate, and this is about pharmacies, but drive-up drive pharmacies or drive-through pharmacies. Really? I hate everything about these things. I'm just going to be the contrarian this episode. I don't have a problem. I hate Here's my only thing with them and I understand how you hate them because I live with you and I understand that you're (laughs) impatient with this. I get it. But when you have two sick babies in the back, you have a doctor's appointment. The doctor says you need antibiotics. Do you want to drag two sick babies into the store or would you just like to leave them napping in the back and driving through and grabbing your medication? Okay. Tell me the next time that you see a mom with two sick babies in the back of a car, and I'll say, that's okay for that person to use. You're not going to see the... that often, but no, that is no, why No, you don't. You it. see lazy people pulling up in front of it. Now, I've pulled up into this thing, and the first Joe, thing that happens— I'm one of those lazy people. Yeah, I know. I've And I've done yeah. it. I've pulled up into this thing, and what Ooh, happens How's the weather up there in your high horse, quickly Joe? get ignored. <laughs> you quickly get ignored in, in sitting there, right? Because they've got other people on the inside. And then when I'm on the inside— and I'm looking at somebody pulling up in the thing, and they're going, I need to pick up my medication. And the person who could be helping me runs over to help them. <sighs> that just angers me. This how this I, works at any kind of like fast food restaurant. Do you go uh, through no. the drive-thru over at the Chick-fil-A, babe? Oh, I, yeah. I do. Oh, actually, yeah. Actually, you know what I do? You bet your ass. I do, too. I don't. I get out of the car, and I go into the Chick-fil-A. Why? Because that is a way to get your chicken sandwich no, faster. I don't. I love going through the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A just because of how efficient it is. It's amazing how fast they get you through. It is pretty impressive. Do, I, do you not agree, Lisa? A well-run Chick-fil-A I'm is amazing. I'm sorry, Chick-fil-A. Dave, but I agree with him. I'm all about the that Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A drive-thru. That Chick-fil-A drive-thru is run better than most countries. <laughs> Including ours. It's amazing. It is the model of efficiency. It is. I, I, bet, you, I bet you the Germans would come over and go, this is very impressive. <laughs> right. We could learn from these Chick-fil-A yeah, We could learn from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I also just hate the way pharmacies are run in general. You just don't like pharmacies. I don't like pharmacies. Why? But how do you think you're going to get your medicine? Yeah. Well, here's what's going to happen in the future. They're working on it right now. Automated pharmacies. I cannot wait for the day of the robot pharmacy. I'm going to take it even a step further. <sighs> Have you know. heard of the Express... Where they mail you your medications. I have heard of that. Have we used it? No. You, Why every, haven't we? St- yo, we've for, used it. We've used it. I've used wait, it multiple times. For everyone at home, I want, I want to try to convey to you what I just saw. Joe paused for a moment, thought about it, and a twinkle entered his eye. <laughs> he was like, oh, they mail it to you? Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was amazing. It was too you bad this is it. only. We used to have that. It was an express. Too medical... bad this is only audio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I think, and, and I used it with. I think uh, I might have to start doing that again. One of the problems is one of the medications I take cannot be filled that way. It must be picked up in well, person. Well, being sick. It's not a matter of being sick, Lise. <laughs> I walk up to the pharmacy every single time. It's the same story, right? What's your name? I tell them my name. Date of birth? Tell them my date of birth. They look at the computer, and then they go back to the big drum or big container or drawer. Like, yeah, trays. Or tray that just has letters on the front of it, right? And then they start flipping through the thing like a filing cabinet looking for my prescription. What's wrong with that? Because half the time they turn around and they go, are you sure you dropped it off here? Yes, I dropped it off you here and hate... handed it to you. Joe, you hate interacting with humans. That's what it is. <laughs> well, I cannot argue with that, Joe. <laughs> I, mean, I if have you a just real cut... disdain for that. Because I am very much a misanthrope. If a computer did that to you, you'd be like, well, the database must be down or something. You know, I don't I don't know. I'm telling I, you one thing. It is never going to make him happy. He ju- is just a fact. Joe's just that an Even if it's guy. an automated system, something is going to go wrong, and he is absolutely going to hate that. And it's okay. I've accepted you for who you are, and I love you for who you are, but dang. <laughs> this you show know? is essentially angry old man yells into the microphone. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And you know what? Without pharmacies screwing up like they do, we wouldn't have it. So. Right. I guess they can continue to screw up in your eyes. <laughs> it's terrible. And you know what? I had a new pharmacy. I started sending my, my medication to the new pharmacy. And when you I say new pharmacy, now, right? they were a new building, right? Oh, so okay. I just started having them send send my prescriptions over there. Now going to that pharmacy is miserable, particularly if you go like after work. You go in there, and there is a line of 10 people and one person helping them. One person. And every time there's somebody sitting up there arguing with that one person about something. Are you going the same time to pick up your medication every month? Yeah, just about. That's your problem. I, I should go. Well, there's your problem. You right should go there. Saturday morning at 6 as I, soon as they open. Actually, some kind of crazy that's what I started time. doing is I started making, making a point of going. Like I'll go into work a little late one day a month. And I'll just go in there and pick up my prescriptions. I'm in and out. Does it work for you? It does work. It does All work. All right. Solution. Yeah. I think the thing about there's only one pharmacist is because it's not like just any other cashier. You like you need training no, and, and no, schooling to, to be a pharmacist or to be know? a pharmacy tech even. Yeah, like to you be, can't yeah. just walk in there and say I'd like a job. You know? Right? That's no, a, you can't even handle some of those drugs field. unless you're unless you have a background check. Right. Right. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. a government background check. I have no idea. It's a higher level. There's a higher filter going on there than there is just for the people that work at the cafe. Right. Industry. Absolutely. I have a hate about what. I hate when you go into a doctor's office and their time is so precious and you have to be there right. within 15 minutes, but you can sit and wait for oh. an hour in yeah. there in there with a sick I, child or by yourself and not feeling well. You can wait an hour. So you know what? My time is also precious. I'm sorry that you're having a hard time in the back, but you should not double. They um, overbook. They themselves. way overbook. And so then you... You're just sitting there waiting. Right. My time's precious too. I'm glad yep. you got your degree, but Yep. Yep. No, you're I, I talked about that in, in Doctors and Pharmacies Part One. It's a complete and total lack of respect that doctors have for your time as the patient. And and you know what I'm actually friends with my doctors and I and I get it. And it's not actually them all the time. They're just trying to do the best for their patients. Right. It's it's the staff that sometimes can really be the problem. Right. Getting to the doctor is the problem. I've left doctors only because of the staff. 
Oh, yeah, I remember when we left that doctor. That was, uh, I can't remember what that doctor's name was, but he was a good doctor. You couldn't get in. And you could not get in to see him because his staff was so horrible. And they were mean, and, and no matter what you said, they, and, and you could tell the doctor, but it was whoever was running the place, they, it, it was it was poorly run. And they were I, horrible. I don't, I don't stand We left that. our family practitioner because he had some tyrant at the front desk that was awful. You could, and mean. Th- that woman was unbearable. To yeah. the point where I was like, I'm not putting up with this. And that's why how we wound up with the uh, with the second guy who also had a terrible staff. Now we have a, a, an, a, an office with pretty good staff yeah. and pretty good doctors. Right. So we're pretty pleased. So let's move on to Joe Rates Your Hate. Jake, what do we got this week? Got plenty of hate, Joe. You hit a nerve. I, <laughs> I do that frequently. So, Chris. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> Mid-drink, baby, mid-drink. Yeah, Lisa with a glass of wine. So the first one we have is from Chris Hashtags. He says, you never know what anything costs until you get the bill. Uh, that is a terrible, terrible problem with the American healthcare system. Yeah, they you, probably have. it's probably because they have to run it through your insurance and everything. Right. Now, I will say this. With my recent round of, uh, of issues... Every time I went to go get a test... Please check out uh, DVT's part two. Right. Every time I went to go get a test, they said there will be a copay of this amount of money. Yeah. And 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 I would be like, that's great. And I'd yeah. go in and I'd pay it. And I knew that they were going over my deductible on this. Uh, but and I said, because there was a lot of tests that happened rapidly. Right. So I, had, I overpaid on my deductible, but I got a check back within a couple of weeks. Huh. Um, but when I go to my, my GP, I go in and I say... How much is it going to cost? They go, well, you don't have a copay. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go see the doctor. And then what happens? A week down the road, I get a bill for 150 bucks. What? Because they bill my insurance company. They they say Joe has a deductible. Charge him for it. So I have a deductible for it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's insane. I just yeah. it's poorly run. It is. That's the only that's the only complaint I have about the current doctor's office. But yeah, I hate this. I hate it's like it's like they say it's a pig and a poke. Well, I go huh. to a rheumatologist and I go every six weeks. Right. And I'm sure if you've listened, you've heard that I get an infusion for a rheumatoid. Right. So at the beginning of the year, I just wait for this fiasco to start. <laughs> <laughs> you right. owe this. You owe this. I'll do that for the first couple of months, then I'll look at them. I don't know, March, and say, you know, you're you're collecting money that in June you're going to be writing me a check for. Right. Seven years standing, I am still getting a check in the middle of June for money that they have over overcharged overcharged you. you. Right, and and they say no, no, no. I said, well, can you please just look at your history? Can you please just you're you're wasting your time, mine, and checks and a couple trees. I you know it's just it's crazy. Right, I agree. Terrible. That would really upset me. But I agree. I agree, Every Chris. Year. The next one is from Amanda from Lady Bitch Time. She hey, says, Amanda. I love the doctors that actually care to listen to what you say, but I hate the doctors who are just in there for 15 minutes so they can bill you. They don't listen. Right. Leave the practice. Yeah, leave the practice. I've if you, done if that. You have, if you have that capability, yeah. if you have that option, go find a different doctor. And I'll yeah. make it clear to them, too. I said, you know what? It's obvious that you don't care, so this will be our last visit. Right. And out the door I go. Yep. Yeah. Don't have a problem telling people that. I don't. Don't have a problem it's, telling it's, doctors you know, when they're screwing up because just because they're they're they've got this this great education. If they're not treating you well as a patient, tell them. 
and then leave. It is a business as much as it is. It's, it is a it's business. your health, but you have to understand that this is a business and you're interacting with the customer and you are talking about their health. That's, yeah. that's important to the customer, right? That, yeah. At the, so what are you going to do? That are you is going lost to care for doctors. them, look at them and say, you know, what can I do to help you? What can I do to fix this? I'm doing what I can. What I need to know what's wrong. That is something that complete, is completely Caring lost on doctors. Caring is very, a bedside manner is, a is huge. Yeah. And I think people, I think they lose sight of that. Yep. Bedside matter is just uh, customer relations. Yeah. You're, this. You're but, 100% but you know correct. what? I'll stay if Amanda. you're good with me. I'll stay. The next one is from Alieni Silvermist, and she says, I hate office or pharmacy workers who do not respect your privacy. Uh-huh. Some of us still value privacy with their physical or mental health yep. is concerned. Not everything should be an anecdote, a Facebook story, or a tweet. In small towns, it's very easy to narrow these things down. She's very right. You know what? If this is a HIPAA violation... Yeah, hotel. That yeah. sounds like a very and you think big yeah. and, and somebody's saying this this stuff about you know about you and you think that or you're listening to them talk about somebody else and you can narrow it down. That's a HIPAA violation, and you can yeah. file a complaint with the Office of Civil Rights at Health and Human Services. Yeah, for all the bad that HIPAA is, like it's such a pain in the butt. It is. It does at least keep a lot of your stuff private. Right. So you hate that, Joe? I hate it. I hate it, Aliani. It's uh, it's a problem, and if you're if you're concerned about it, you should file a complaint. The next one's from Nick on Facebook. He says, "With pharmacies, you give them a script, and if you don't have insurance, the script is like three hundred dollars. But if you have insurance, then it's like forty, unless they have a generic, in which case it's like two. And the person always asks you, would you like the generic?'" Um, no, let me pay more for a pill I most likely don't want to begin with, but have been told I need to by someone who practices medicine. Right. I've tell you what I've done. I when that's happened, I've talked to the doctor and and they say, Well, this give me this medication. If, and I've asked if it was done in generic. Right. And can I take the generic? Does it work differently? Is there a different response that I need to be aware of? So right. I, I asked beforehand, before, and and they will actually write it out generic form if they think that'll work for me, or if there's yeah. Well, the generic forms have to be identical, chemically identical to the um to the to the name brand version. I don't They're, think I've ever paid for name brand any no, medication. I mean, medication. I have when there hasn't been an option when it hasn't gone generic yet. Right. Like one of my medications right now doesn't go generic for another two years. Right, because of like there's the. Uh, patent right. and stuff, I think. Right, exactly. It's a patent protection. And a but- lot of times, these co- these companies, um, uh, Remicade, for example, right, they want you to use their brand, so they and they know it's expensive, so they actually have their own. They have their own help. Uh, their payment assistance that right. they that they pay for your copay because they know the insurance company is going to say. No. No, you're gonna have to pay a really high copay for this. Well, okay, fine. We'll meet you where that where you are and we'll come down and we'll pay. So I, I don't mind having that. You should look into that, Nick, to see if the if you have a, a non generic drug that's not available in, in generic form. A lot of times they'll have the the pharmaceutical company who is I don't know, these guys sometimes I think they're just evil just because of the way they charge for prices will be working with another against the interests of another evil organization, the people you pay money to insure you, who, who don't like coughing that money up when it comes time to pay for it. Uh, so let those two organizations bang against each other and play them off each other, and which I think is great. So you hate that, Joe? Yes, I hate this. Travis from Facebook says, The doctors stress the urgency of getting whatever issues dealt with immediately, but the next available appointment is six months later. 
Wait times for appointments, visits, and emergency rooms suck. It's why I just don't bother going. I can totally relate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'll stop them straight on when they say, oh, yeah, we don't have an appointment for six months. That's not what he said. Why don't you just talk to the doctor? He says it's important that I'm seen. I want to be seen before that. Right. Yeah. You have to be your own advocate. Right. You do. You really do. And if that doctor can't see you within six months in the U.S., generally there is a doctor that can see you soon. Change yeah. doctors. Right. It's very rare. That I mean, maybe some specialists yeah. are that late, but that's usually non-emergency care, non-vital care. Like, right. you know, if it's if something needs to happen, you are this is life-threatening, or or very, or you will your health will degrade very rapidly. Otherwise, you'll probably see someone within a day, yeah, maybe a few and days. They at are most. sensitive to that. They have appointments meant for the emergencies, and and right. you know yeah. what, you just have to say something. A lot of times they catch it. It's so rare, right? Yeah. Like when I when I was uh, coming out of the test, my sonogram, the the woman said, "Your hematologist wants to see you in his office right now. See, you. yeah, go there now." This this DVT There's thing is booking. a good example, right? Because you had an issue that could have been life threatening. Yeah, absolutely. And so they made sure to see you right away and get you taken care of yep. as soon as possible. Yep. So, yep, may have been expensive, but you're not dead. It was not cheap. You're not dead, though. cost me every penny of my deductible. <laughs> like I said, you're not dead. I'm not dead. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine you hate this. I do hate this, yeah. This is now, the time where we go make every appointment possible because all the deductibles yeah. are right. dead. Now, now I like, have an intro hey. toenail. I need to get that taken care of. <laughs> right. So the next thing that we have is from Judge. Now, I don't know about everybody else, but so far I think we've been sticking to the United States right. so far. But Judge is from the UK, and they have the NHS. They don't have the system that we have here. Right. So things are probably going to be a little different, just a, a caveat, right. before we jump in. And this is our rant of the week. It, it is. Judge gave us a rant of the week. There is a lot to talk about here. Quite the missive, Judge. So, yeah. So Judge says... He doesn't have anything to say on pharmacies apart from the extortionate prices of non-prescription meds. Hmm. As for doctors, it could take up to three weeks just to see my general practitioner. That's crazy. Three right. weeks? I think the longest maybe I've waited for a general practitioner thing is like a week, a week and a half maybe, and that's busy. Yeah. Although I've been in mostly small towns, so maybe that's why. Right. There's just not a lot of people. Uh, if it's an emergent problem, then I can see They a, have uh, mornings scheduled for that. They have yeah. certain yeah. hours. I can if go it's in and time. see somebody in that office within within a day or two. Yeah. I mean, my uh, my uh, family doctor when I was a kid, he would come in on like, – like you could call him and he would show up at the office if it was an emergency. Right. You know, like I I had uh, I had really screwed up my elbow on uh, – I crashed my bike Ugh. when I was a kid. I really screwed up my elbow, so we took my family took me to the doctor because he had to dig out rocks and stuff from my elbow. Right. So, uh, but yeah, like that. That was yeah. If, the, I mean, if that he, happens he, around here, they tell you go to the he ER. Lived, well, the thing is, he lived down the street. Right. And so he's like, we called him, like, what, what should we do? I'll see you at the office in a few minutes. And just he drove on over, and we saw him. So, you know, I, if you don't want to deal with the emergency room. Do you know well, what I do when I can't get well, a doctor's appointment? He's a family I friend, too. I go to... Oh, that's exactly right. So, that your case know was this, completely you know different. You know this guy. No, he's been my dad's doctor since he was a kid, you know, so... Well, I think that, um, like, when Joey used to get ear infections often, um, a doctor didn't have time. I can't see him until Thursday. 
Um, and it was Monday. I'm like going, okay, that's not happening. I would simply spend the extra $20 for the copay and go over to the emergency care. And it's exactly the same. The urgent yeah. Care, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, urgent care I mean. is a great Urgent great care is probably one of the best things ever. And if you're willing to pay the extra $20 for the copay, for us, that's how it worked for our insurance. Right, right. Um, it was definitely worth it. And then if you need to go to the emergency room, they'll send you to the emergency room. And we've done that before. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's the, the urgent care is the way to go so, in, in that kind of situation. So I'm, I'm trying not – I don't want to cut you off, but there's a lot to go through here. Okay. Judge has a lot to say. Uh, so he explains the three weeks by saying that the waiting times are way too long because the NHS is overstretched. Uh, I was half blind for over a month with an eye infection and a sty that needed removing. Ugh. Even the walk-in urgent emergency care room had me waiting four hours when I cut my hands to shreds bleeding on the floor. I hated having an irrational fear of doctors from when I was a kid, too. I never knew why, and I avoided seeing my GP for over 25 years. Wow. But he says, because I really wanted to get my vasectomy, and because I was collapsing with chest pains at work, but I kept trying to tough it out... Don't try to tough out chest pains. No. Please don't. See, this is what I mean about doctors asking about whether or not you feel good. Right. That like there are people that are like, oh, I'll be all right. Right. Yeah, you ask you gotta ask these questions. Yeah. You know? Are you having chest pains? And judge should say, Yes. Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh and then uh he says, My new GP was super nice and now I don't mind going. Good. That's great. That's really good. So uh, we talked about that. You know, if having a doctor that actually cares about you is so much of the process. It's it so is. much of this. It is. And Judge seems to just to validate that. He then goes on to say, one last thing since I mentioned vasectomies. After speaking about sterilization with some of my female friends, there seems to be a bias against women getting their tubes tied. I understand that usually on the NHS, men under 25 are discouraged to get sterilized, but even women over 30 that I know have been discouraged, given alternate contraception, and even refused the operation. Huh. There should be no gender discrimination from our doctors. I know in some American states it's way worse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the the only thing I would say about this is I do know that, as, as at least as far as I'm aware, and maybe I'm not as educated on this as I should be, but... I'm pretty sure tying your tubes is pretty permanent. It, yeah, it's uh, it's also a vasectomy is a lot easier to undo than than tubal yeah. ligation. Right? And and I you're talking? Think... Are you talking about a married couple? or Are you talking about somebody who is not married? These are big things. I mean, you can't look at this I, like and, and little. Yeah. If you're talking about a married couple who have had three children and are just done, right? Then you make a decision. In that case, as far as I'm concerned. I think that would be a man move. You have three children. If he can't get a vasectomy, then there's a freaking problem. In right. Your life. <laughs> yeah. So if you, you know, both that, agree that three's one. enough, get now, vasectomy two, is probably the easiest. You're on thing the third marriage. You've had six kids. What do you do? I would have my. I would have my tubes tied. Well, I think I knew. I would. I really would. In that case, because you know you aren't in a steady relationship. Obviously. Right. Um. You have. You have six children. <laughs> There's no way it's either that or a lot of things would stop. The word <laughs> no would come out of my mouth a lot more. Right. Yeah. So, Joe, do you, do you hate all that? I mean, it's, it seems like there's a lot of uh, having to wait and not and being concerned about right. whether or not going is going to be worth it. Right. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously, it's a different system, so it's tough for us to put ourselves in those shoes. But it is, and it's 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 I, I yeah. I, 
I don't know how I can relate to this. I don't have these problems that Judge is having. But uh, I hope that things work out well for Judge. But, yeah, I hate all this stuff. Yeah. Well, what about the the uh, the wretched, we'll call you if there's a problem. We're not going to call you if there's <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do you know what? You're going to call me when you know yes or no, and that's going to be that. Right. Right. Because how am I? I don't know. Until you tell me. It's a Schrodinger's issue until you until we break the quantum wave function down. I hate that. I hate that. You know, I've actually become okay with with that attitude because I find my experience when something's wrong, you find out really quickly. As soon as they know something's wrong, you get a phone call. I wouldn't trust that. Yeah? Nah. I wouldn't do it. All right. You know, and I and I get what you're saying, but that's that's assuming that everybody's doing their job. That's right. true. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of assumption there. Yeah, actually, and, and in you're most right. cases, I'm they having, are. I'm exhibiting way too much faith in humanity here. But in I most cases, Joe, they you're are, so naive. Joe. It's it's not that you're wrong. In most cases, they they care and they want it. They want to do it the best. Right, right. That's no, no. for you. All it takes right. though is one but link in that chain. Takes right, one bad egg to make that right. happen. Right, one time where you have something that needs immediate care and somebody drops the ball. Yep, and the chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Right, and I see a lot of weak links. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out our merchandise store. And if you want to support us, we have a subscribe star where you can either give us a one-time donation or a continuing donation. Links to both of these can be found on our website, thingsjoehates.com. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends. Also, it would help if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you can find us, and subscriptions help the most. Tell me what you hate. I would love to hear it. Follow Joe on Twitter at Things Joe Hates. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Things Joe Hates. Our email address is Things Joe Hates Podcast at gmail.com. Links to all of these can be found on our website, Things Joe Hates. Female voiceover is provided by Andrea Petrilli. Podcast artwork is by Susie Blake. I'm Nate Goodwin for Things Joe Hates.